The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Stomps, stomps, stomps. <laughs> you are listening to the Burrows of Berea. Holiday edition. Holla. Well, welcome back to the Burrows of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Billy I. Candy Kimsey. I know you've heard of Kendo Bueno. I'm Kimsey Bueno. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I think it's Kinder Bueno, by the way. That's what I said. But I like Kendo. Kendo? Tinder or Kinder? Kinder. Kinder Bueno. Like kindergarten. Gotcha. What does that mean? Like a lot of kids? Yes, it means yes. child and German. Is that a candy? Yeah. Kinder Bueno, yeah. yeah. Ah, I've never heard of Kinder Bueno. It's a relatively it's delicious. new one. Yeah. <laughs> They're the little plastic eggs they sell at the no, truck stand. Well, they actually have candy bars now. Mm. But they Did you say the eggs? truck stand? Truck stop. The check stand, you know, oh, in the, the grocery store. Oh, the check stand. Anyway, I got one in uh, for Halloween, and it was bueno. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Muy it, bueno. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm at least as sweet as this. <laughs> so anyway, and beside him is Cherry the Annihilator Lewis. Hello. Straight out of Compton, Ralph Hicks. Represent behind the glass, Rocket Man, Andy Bishop, Sarita, the Edge, Edgerton. What's up? <laughs> and for our special holiday edition, Thanksgiving, my wife Holly is here. Hi. Thank you. ABC. I feel like Serena's a little low, but I could be wrong. What? What? Don't worry. Let, no, okay. let Billy okay. say something to her and she'll raise her voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, she told me to shut my face hole. Flipping. Because you called Flippin'. me old. I said old like lady. it's an old lady party in here. <laughs> Calling it as we invited. see it, baby. <laughs> to the lady that handed the other lady glasses so she could see her. Hey, just calling words. it as we see it. Shh, well, let's. we have so much to be thankful for. Amen. Right? Yes. So yes. I'm going to start off this Thanksgiving Day episode with a joke. What a oh, shock. Boy. This okay. is my favorite joke but of I'm the bumped. year. Shh. Is it funny? It. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was good. That was good, actually. So this very religious family is getting ready for Thanksgiving, and it's the day before. And so they are commanded by the father to go out and slaughter two cow, two pigs, two sheep, and two turkeys to get ready for this big Thanksgiving dinner. And the little girl in the family isn't happy about that. And she says, well, Daddy, do they go to heaven when they die? And he says, if you pray for them, they do. And so the little girl said a prayer for each of the animals, and then they slaughtered them. <laughs> so these animals are standing at the gates of heaven. And Larry, the 15th apostle, comes out, and he's like, huh. He says, all right, guys, this is new. <laughs> uh, if you want to enter into the heaven, you just got to— just come up and tell me what you, th wh you know, why you think you're able to get in heaven. So the first cow comes up and leans up next to Larry and goes, Murr. and Larry's like, all right, go on in. So the second cow comes up, Murr. and he's like, got it, go on in. <laughs> so here comes the pigs, right? And the pigs look up and go, uh, oink, 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 oink. <laughs> so why don't you do it, Billy? Oink, 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 oink. <laughs> So the first pig does that, the second pig does that, and he's like, all good, right? Then the sheep come up. 
the first sheep walks up. You sound like you're dying. Yeah. Well, so both did. sheep do that, right? <laughs> and then the turkeys come up, and the first tur- turkey looks at him and goes, that was good. And, that was good. Yeah. Larry the fifteenth apostle says, "Go straight to hell, Turkey. We don't allow foul language in heaven." Oh. So the second Turkey walks up and goes, "Meow." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So I thought the lambs would get it by saying "bad." <laughs> no. no. Well, and then I, I thought of another one, and I wanted to do this in honor of Andy, because Andy has his cat, Gregula. This is not a Thanksgiving one, but this is fantastic. Okay. I love it. So, a German shepherd, a Doberman, and a cat die, and they go before the pearly gates. Okay? And so, <laughs> Larry the 15th Apostle goes up to the German shepherd, and he's like, all right, this is a little sketchy. You're German. Yeah, I don't know. He goes... All three of you, I don't think I I can make the decision. You're going to have to go before the big guy. You're going to have to go up at the throne of God before we'll let you in. So all three animals go up and they're standing before the throne of God. And God looks down and he speaks to the, the German shepherd. He says, why do you think you should be here? He says, because I'm German and I'm very disciplined. He's like, Okay, good enough. So he looks at the Doberman and he says, why should you be in here? He says, I'm loyal and I love my master. He's like, okay, very good. Then he looks at the cat and says, why should you be in here? And he says, well, first of all, you're in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is that's literally the conversation right. <laughs> Greg has with me every five minutes. <laughs> he gets in my chair. I love that joke. I don't like, know why. Awesome. Dude, um, move. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, guys, what we're going to do today is pre- last year at Thanksgiving, we did the George Washington Address and we talked about, you know, our favorite meals at Thanksgiving and all that stuff. So I want to do a little bit more history and I want to get into two very special things about Thanksgiving that we may not know as Americans. This is an American holiday. And so there is a, a real truth to this. Evidently, Thomas Jefferson, our third president, hated Thanksgiving. I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a, I had no idea. Yeah. And then also, there is a woman known as the mother of Thanksgiving. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about these two very special events, but we're going to do a little something a little different. Instead of me sitting up here jacking my jaw, each one of us are going to say something or read something, all right? So if we don't know how to read the, the words or we can't pronounce them correctly, don't be surprised because I can't pronounce a lot of these words too. All right. So let's start with this first article that we were looking at. Billy, can you tell us what that uh, the first article is? Yeah, it's uh, Thomas Jefferson's complicated relationship with Thanksgiving. The third president declined to participate in this tradition. So this is written by Aaron Blackmore at the History Channel. November 21st, 2017. It was updated November 18th, 2019. Awesome. So if you guys go to the History Channel, you can look for that Uh uh, Ralph, do you mind uh, starting uh, kicking us off on that article? Sure. Since the United States became a nation, people have come together to count their blessings, feast on bountiful foods, and give thanks with family and friends. These days, Thanksgiving celebrations usually involve turkey, pie, and a food coma. In the past, they involved fasting, prayer gatherings, and solemn religious ceremonies. But there's one president who refused to endorse the tradition. That was Thomas Jefferson. Sherry, why don't you take over? 
Ever since Jefferson first declined to mark the day in 1801, rumors have swirled that the third president despised the event. But it was more complicated than that. For Jefferson, supporting Thanksgiving meant supporting state-sponsored religion, and it was his aversion to mixing church and state that earned him a reputation as America's only anti-Thanksgiving president. In Jefferson's time, Thanksgiving as a national holiday didn't exist at all. The formal observance of Thanksgiving only began in 1863 when Lincoln proclaimed the holiday in response to the horrors of the Civil War. By then, the tradition of giving thanks as a nation had been in place since 1777, when Congress declared a national day of Thanksgiving after America's victory at the Battle of Saratoga. Afterwards, presidents would proclaim periodic days of fasting, prayer, and expressing gratitude. But not Jefferson. When he became president, he stopped declaring the holidays that George Washington and John Adams had so enthusiastically supported. And in 1802, he flirted with telling the nation why. Shortly after his inauguration, a Baptist group in Connecticut wrote a letter to Jefferson, congratulating him on his election and expressing concern about the state's constitution, which didn't specifically provide for religious liberty. Baptists had long been persecuted in the colonies due to their emotional religious ceremonies, their decision to baptize adults instead of children, and their belief in the separation of church and state. The Baptist Association of Danbury wanted to be sure that they would be protected under Jefferson's presidency. So that is fascinating to me. So Jefferson has this opportunity to really begin to speak out and say, look, if we're going to do this, we're state sponsoring your religious activity. That's something that we've been trying to get away from. George Washington, John Adams, they put in these you know, modes of Thanksgiving for the people. And think about it, guys. They were winning battles, right? That's what's happening. This is a victory. So now they want to thank God for the victory. I can understand that. But according to the founding fathers, which we believe was founded on Christian principles, and they were, however, it was really critical to a lot of the founding fathers that there is a separation that's kept between these two entities. The freedom of religion is one thing right? So you can go and you can worship. So Jefferson, the third president, did not want a state-sponsored Thanksgiving day. He just didn't want to impose that on the people. So if you really want to read that, because this isn't just my words, this is actually here. Um, His explanation is on the Princeton's website uh, in the Thomas Jefferson papers. Billy, can you tell us where to find it? The papers of Thomas Jefferson, volume 36, December 1st, 1801 to March 3rd, 1802. In Princeton University. Uh, Ralph, do you mind reading this letter, please? January 1st, 1802, Thomas Jefferson to Mr. Levi Lincoln. And I think it's interesting that his last name is Lincoln because Lincoln uh, is the president who made this a formal holiday. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Averse to receiving addresses, yet unable to prevent them, I have generally endeavored to turn them to some account by making them the occasion by way of answer of sowing useful truths and principles among the people, which might germinate and become rooted among their political tenets. The Baptist address, now enclosed, admits a condemnation of the alliance between church and state under the authority of the Constitution. It furnishes an occasion to which I have long wished to find of saying why I do not proclaim fasting and thanksgivings as my predecessors did. The address, to be sure, does not point at this, and its introduction is awkward but I foresee no opportunity of doing it more pertinently. I know it will give great offense to the New England clergy, but the advocate for religious freedom is to expect neither peace nor forgiveness from them, 
Will you be so good as to examine the answer and suggest any alterations which might prevent an ill effect or promote a good one among the people? You understand the temper of those in the north, and can weaken it therefore to their stomachs. It is at present seasons to the southern taste only. I would ask the favor of you to return it with the address in the course of the day or evening, health and affection. So this is this letter can be found right where Billy said, so you can go read it for yourself. We're not making this up. Thomas Jefferson actually said this, and I actually think it's remarkable because it's weird. We know ourselves in the South as the Bible Belt, but that's not the case in his time. The Bible Belt took care of the upper torso. That's where the religious people were in New England, the clergy. They were the ones that were really trying to get this, you know, keep this going, make it happen, right? But he said it's it's catered to the Southern taste only right now, what he's talking about. So he's telling his attorney general, I need you to write this. Like, I need, I need you to write this in a politically correct way or a diplomatic way so that they can stomach it, right? And that's interesting because... To me, that is what America is, right? We have all of these differences, but in this particular case, and we know our nation's divided right down the middle, man, you know, and a lot of it is religion-based, but as Americans in those early days, Thomas Jefferson was a unique one. I think he was more of, he was more diplomatic and less interested in allowing these religious things to happen. Like he's all about you practicing it. He just doesn't want the state to sponsor it. Because that is a mistake that England had already made. That's why America is here yes. today. Yes, That's why they left. Yeah. That's pretty much what they were trying to flee religious persecution. And so he's trying to say, let's not start this again. So that's, anyway. That's why when he wrote the Constitution, along with a few other guys' help, he wrote freedom from religion, not freedom of religion, which most people, if you ask them, what's the First Amendment? Freedom of religion. That is not what is written in the Constitution. It's freedom from mm-hmm. religion. That's cool. So, Andy. So, last year, I read the address given by George Washington to the nation where he endorsed the holiday. And today, we've learned that our second president, John Adams, enthusiastically supported it. As uh, a state-sponsored religion, Jefferson did not support this. When Final interesting tidbit that we'd like to share is that while Jefferson was given the job of writing the Declaration of Independence, a moment came when he sent his rough draft to none other than Benjamin Franklin to review and edit. It's known that Franklin made very few changes, but one in particular comes to focus for this topic. This quote comes from Walter Isaacson's Benjamin Franklin, American Life. On June 21st, after he had finished a draft and incorporated some changes from Adams, Jefferson had a copy delivered to Franklin with a cover note far more polite than editors generally receive today. Will Dr. Franklin be so good as to peruse it, he wrote, and suggest such alterations as his more enlarged view of the subject will dictate? Franklin made only a few small changes, but one of them was resounding. Using heavy backlashes, he crossed out the last three words of Jefferson's phrase, We hold these truths to be sacred and undeniable, and changed it to read, We hold these truths to be self-evident. The content of self-evident truths came less from Jefferson's favorite philosopher, Locke, than from the scientific determinism of Isaac Newton and the analytic empiricism of Franklin's close friend, David Hume. Hume had distinguished between synthetic truths and described matters of fact, such as London is bigger than Philadelphia, 
and analytic truths that are self-evident by virtue of reason and definition. The angles of a triangle equal 180 degrees, or all bachelors are unmarried. When he chose the word sacred, Jefferson had suggested intentionally or unintentionally that the principle in question, the equality of men and their endowment by their creator with inalienable rights, was an assertion of religion. By changing it to self-evident, Franklin made it an assertion of rationality. So at this point, we must understand that a few of the founding fathers were in fact trying to keep religion in its place, equally a right to practice religion as it was equally a right not to. So you're right, Sarita. That's exactly right. Freedom from it. That is a freedom that you have. We do not have the right to beat you over the head with it, unless you're in North Carolina. It, <laughs> so it was freedom of religion simultaneously with freedom from it, a very unique position indeed. So how did we get to our current state of affairs with Thanksgiving? A determined lady bent on making it a reality, one Sarah Josephus Hale. Here's an article about the determined lady, how the mother of Thanksgiving lobbied Abraham Lincoln to proclaim the national holiday. The author of the children's poem, Mary Had a Little Lamb, was presenting an argument that establishing the national November holiday could help heal wounds from the Civil War by Barbara Manranzana. Maranzani. Maranzana. Maranara. Sounds, yeah, sounds like pasta. (laughs) Sarita, do you mind to uh, kick off reading this article? Sure. Secretary of State William Seward wrote it, and Abraham Lincoln issued it, but much of the credit for the Thanksgiving proclamation should probably go to a woman named Sarah Josepha Hale. A prominent writer and editor, Hale had written the children's poem, Mary Had a Little Lamb, originally known as Mary's Lamb. In 1830 and helped found the American Ladies Magazine, which she used a platform to promote women's issues. In 1837, she was offered the editorship of Godey's Lady Book, where she would remain for more than 40 years, shepherding the magazine to a circulation of more than 150,000 by the eve of the Civil War and turning it into one of the most influential periodicals in the country. In addition to her publishing work, Hale was committed advocate for women's education, including the creation of Vassar College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Poughkeepsie. How do you say that? Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie, New York. It's rough. And raise funds to construct Massachusetts Bunker Hill Monument and save George Washington's Mount Vernon estate. The New Hampshire-born Hale had grown up regularly celebrating an annual Thanksgiving holiday and in 1827 published a novel, Northwood, a tale of New England that included an entire chapter about the fall tradition, already popular in parts of the nation. While at Godney's, Hale often wrote editorials and articles about the holiday, and she lobbied state and federal officials to pass legislation creating a fixed National Day of Thanks on the last Thursday of November. She believed that such a unifying measure could help ease growing tensions and divisions between the northern and southern parts of the country. Her efforts paid off. By 1854, more than 30 states and U.S. territories had a Thanksgiving celebration on the books, but Hale's vision of a national holiday remained unfulfilled. The concept of a national Thanksgiving did not originate with Hale, and in fact, the idea had been around since the earliest days of the Republic. During the American Revolution, the Continental Congress issued proclamations declaring several days of thanks in honor of in honor of military victories. In 1789, a newly inaugurated George Washington called for a National Day of Thanks to celebrate both the end of the war and the recent ratification of the U.S. Constitution. 
both John Adams and James Madison issued similar proclamations of their own, though fellow founding father Thomas Jefferson felt the religious connotations surrounding the event were out of place in a nation founded on the separation of church and state, and no formal declarations were issued after 1815. The outbreak of war in April 1861 did little to stop Sarah Josepha Hale's efforts to create such a holiday, however. She continued to write editorials on the subject, urging Americans to put aside sectional feelings and local incidents and rally around the unifying cause of Thanksgiving. And the holiday continued despite hostilities in both the Union and the Confederacy. So this happened in the state of South Carolina where I currently live. In 1861 and 1862, Confederate President Jefferson Davis issued Thanksgiving Day proclamations following Southern victories. Abraham Lincoln himself called for a day of thanks in April 1862, following Union victories at Fort Donelson, Fort Henry, and at Shiloh, and again in the summer of 1863 after the Battle of Gettysburg. Shortly after Lincoln's summer proclamation, Hale wrote to both the President and Secretary of State William Seward, once again urging them to declare a national Thanksgiving, stating that the only chief executive had the power to make a holiday, permanently and an American custom and institution. Whether Lincoln was already predisposed to issue such a proclamation before receiving Hale's letter of September 28th remains unclear. What is certain that within a week, Seward had drafted Lincoln's official proclamation fixing the national observation of Thanksgiving on the final Thursday in November, a move the two men hoped would help heal the wounds of the nation. After more than three decades of lobbying, Sarah Josepha Hale and the United States had a national holiday, though some changes remained in store. Here's some Thanksgiving fun facts and trivia. In 1939, President Franklin Roosevelt briefly moved Thanksgiving up a week in an effort to extend the already important shopping period before before Christmas and spur economic activity during the Great Depression. While several states followed FDR's lead, others balked, and 16 states refusing to honor the calendar shift, leaving the country with dueling Thanksgivings. Faced with increasing opposition, Roosevelt reversed course just two years later, and in fall of 1941, the U.S. Congress passed a resolution returning the holiday to the fourth Thursday of November. Thanksgiving had been a tumultuous affair in American history, and I eat cranberry sauce right out of the can. <laughs> Deal with it. I threw that baby in so, there. Yeah. I didn't know if you pre-read. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, actually. Oh, wow. Like but, a lump but, you know of Alpo. I would. <laughs> I love cranberry sauce, I would, bro. I would yeah. eat it out of the can, yeah. especially yeah. if it's the kind that actually has the cranberries in it. It's not just the, yeah. the weird the jello. jello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It looks like a dessert for cats when it comes out like that, right? <laughs> it's going to make that sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yum. you got to poke a hole in the bottom of the can or it won't come out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's my thoughts. If you're a believer in God and desire to give him thanks, then do so. It is your right. It is not your right, however, to demand others who do not believe in God to give thanks at all, at least not in America. Besides, how well has the use of force worked out for the church anyway? Pretty well, actually. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Lol. But that's not the point. I didn't, should L I read LOL. 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 <laughs> I kept sneaking them in there, man. Yeah. I didn't know he's exactly finally, how. He's finally funny. <laughs> yeah. Being thankful, in my opinion, is a virtue of a human being. 
not a demanded behavior. I choose to be thankful to God and His Son, Jesus Christ. That's my right. I refuse to impose that view on you. Rather, as an American, I can invite you to look at my position and my worldview, but that is literally as far as I'm going to go. So, what do you think about all this, guys? I I am stuck on the one probably very minor point of uh, him moving Thanksgiving up a week to yeah, allow right? more Christmas shopping. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh. our, our last defense against the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you were in Lowe's or Home Depot or Walmart, you would see that two weeks ago, Christmas stuff went up before Halloween. Oh, I know. It was so like, yeah. I yeah. think that is just that's, terrible. That's and I think yeah. that these corporations ought to be smacked in the head for, you know, you don't do Thanksgiving till after Halloween, you don't do Christmas till after Thanksgiving. And well, there these is people a match. We hold only these care about money. <laughs> yeah, that the corporations <laughs> care about money and not the people. And I they all can go to that other place. Now, since you like movies, yes. Rick, uh-huh. have you seen um, Holiday Inn? It's an old yes, Bing Crosby movie. movie. Yeah. Well, it's actually about all the holidays. He actually has a Holiday Inn where he performs for each holiday. But they reference this period of time with Franklin Roosevelt in that movie where you actually have, they have this animated 1930-something calendar or 1940-something, I guess. But it's referencing the year 38, those years where they were back and forth. And the turkey is running from one Thursday to the next. It's a little animated turkey. It goes from one Thursday to the next, the, the fourth <laughs> one, then the fifth one, then the fourth one, then the fifth one. And you finally, know, it re- settles on the fourth. Yeah, and that right. is referencing, because oh, wow. the people of, we always talk about the Bible, who was it written to, who was the movie made for. Right. That movie was made for the people of that time. They lived during that time. And so that was referenced in that movie. And I, my kids always ask me, Mom, why is the tur- turkey moving around on the, because we love that movie. It's a holiday tradition for us at Christmas. And I was like, because it was a very weird time where Franklin Delano Roosevelt wanted to stimulate the economy. So leaving it to the government where, like with the time change, where you take an hour off the top and put it on the bottom, we're going to move a holiday back so we can generate more money for Christmas. So that's only a government thinking thing. They had totally taken religion of it by then, and it was a, still at that point about the almighty dollar. Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, he was in office like 37 years, right? <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 It's totally true. Wasn't he in like a fourth term? Yeah, 16 years. Yeah. 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 Almost, yeah. 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 Warm Springs, Georgia. Yeah, the, really. When the Republicans took control, they, uh, they, they, instituted, they, they instituted the actual law of two terms. Oh. They ought to do that to, to all the Congress, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say instituted prima nocta. If you've ne- if you've oh, ever- hello. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're going to bring that in here? <laughs> I didn't mean to. Oh, my heavens. If you've never watched Braveheart, then you probably Jeez. don't even know what that means. And uh, I'm not yes. going to explain Let's it. don't do that at Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but I love that part about— I liked when you were funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so did, so did everybody else. My— um, the thing that always surprised me, have you guys seen Ken Burns just released his latest documentary on Ben Franklin? No. On PBS. I, I love Ben Franklin, though. Big uh, fan. I, I am Big too, fan. man. Big fan. He's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, he was a, <laughs> that dude was something else. Like he, he had yeah. some personal issues, right? Sure, yes. oh, he was my. obviously brilliant. There's yeah. lots of his offspring floating around the world. Yeah. Well, there's lots of Pope's offspring, too. True that. Is there? Oh, yeah. Not, not today, but then, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm anyway, sure there's still offspring of him, them here. Yeah. We well, look at the Borgias and the Medici and all of them. Ah, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Illuminati? you didn't know the Pope about the Medici? Yeah, but the I, Popes had girlfriends, big time, oh, okay. and kids, many of them. 
Well, happy Thanksgiving. If you know. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, um, whenever that part where Thomas Jefferson sends the Declaration of Independence to be read by Franklin, and for Franklin to see that about sacred, mm-hmm. and to to slash it out and say. It's self-evident. That is one of the most pivotal moments in American history. If he hadn't have put it that way, it could have been even worse when it comes to the you know religion versus the state. Then all it, your liberals would be living somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, I think that's the point. That's what I love about America the most. Oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I'll keep this brief. I learned that threatening to move to Canada— if you lose is an American tradition from the literal birth of the nation. I didn't know this. The <laughs> first the, the first batch of Americans, the reason a significant uh, population of Canada speaks English is because at the end of the Civil War, the people that were uh, true to the crown, they moved to Canada. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So, so is the tradition going way back? Do you mean the Revolutionary War? True, you said true to the, the, the crown. The Revolutionary War. Yeah, yes. Oh, sorry, that is what I meant. Thank you. Uh, anyway, sorry. Okay, so yeah, long, long-standing tradition. If you, if you get mad enough, go to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys know that uh, Ben Franklin's son was the governor of New Jersey and that he stayed true to the crown all the way to prison? Oh, really? Yeah, he went all the way to prison. And as a matter of fact, if you look up, you guys go to go on uh, Google or in Sarita's case, DuckDuckGo and search the... Uh, <laughs> Well, Ask Jeeves isn't available. Just if you go to a search engine, look up Ben Franklin cockpit. Have you ever heard of it before? Mm-mm. Dude, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Just go check it out. It's amazing. It's when it's honestly what the, that moment when Franklin, when his entire philosophy changes and he comes back to America. It's fascinating. Anyway, and, and he wanted the, the national bird to be the turkey. The turkey. He did. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Well, so that's and enough of that. And right now, with some of the people that we have, it could be the turkey. <laughs> There's I'm a guessing bunch that's of turkeys. A, I, I probably won't mention what happened to the red wave right now, huh? So anyway, <laughs> I'm not liberal. I'm just messing with you, Sarita. I know that you get hot. Hey, well, you know, it, I don't more, get hot. Was that the red wave? Sarita, me for saying well, that. for menopause. Are you talking about menopause? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you already called me an old lady once today. So. I didn't even think you were old enough to be in menopause. Aren't you in your early 40s? That's none of your business. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you out there, you don't, usually don't start menopause till 50 or 55. Yeah. Oh, geez. Except if you have a hysterectomy. You want to start talking about girl things? A history of what? No, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you got them and I don't. Mm -hmm. I think the men start their menopause earlier. I think they start at about 12. I think so. They live it. Manopause. They have a lifetime So let's turn this crap around. Tell me something. Let's let's drink some turkey. Can you tell me, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Just one item. What's Just your one f- item. Of all mm. of all your Thanksgiving stuff. And I always pick you first. Should I come to you for you last? No, pickled beans go. Pickled beans? Mm. Wow. Dilly beans? Are they dilly beans? Or are they sweet? No, they're they're pickled Vinegar, sour. Right? Yeah, yeah, dilly yeah, beans. Yeah, yeah, I call them, I grew up calling them dilly beans. Dilly beans. They're grandma's. Mm. Yeah. These are marketed these, that way too. Oh, really? You can okay. buy them. These are just pickled beans. They're just like Are they red? Gre- no, they're green. They're, they're green like, beans. They're like haricover, the yeah. French skinny. Oh, yeah, those we are actually yummy. break them. We actually break them Ooh. and put corn in them. Also, no, yeah, I'm and pickle I, them. Yeah, so I gotta come to Grandma used to do that and, you know, that was Spot on. That sounds delightful. Pickled beans. Do you still have them? Now, we have them long and we pick them. 
pickles. Grandpa tried. Sometimes with onions. Yeah. Huh. But uh, he, he was close to grandma's recipe, but no. Mm. Just, and yeah. pickled okra. I like Never since grandma got pickle. run over by a reindeer. Except yeah. pickled pig's feet. No, thank you. No. No more. <laughs> what about you, Cherry? Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving food? Turkey leg. Oh, the leg? Really? I like the dark meat. Yep. <laughs> Don't even go there, guys. The white, the white meat is too dry. <laughs> You're not basting it enough. Dressing with gravy. Yeah. Okay. okay. I can eat a whole plate. Do you like it like when it's baked in a pan, or do you like it when it's stuffed in the... Is that, like, is that stuffing? I, stuffing is different than dressing, right? I like both. It's, ba- it's basically the same. We say dressing in the South because Southerners are smart enough to know not to eat anything that comes out of a turkey's... Behind <laughs> you, almost said the word. Yeah. You almost it's said donkey. Christian. You almost said donkey. Yeah, turkey's donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's they, they both taste about the same. I just don't like the stuff made with sausage. I like the giblets. Ah, uh, giblets, Andy. Oh, it's it's actually it's actually really hard for me because there's like good. Uh, anything good is my favorite thing. <laughs> Sweet right? thing. Anything, yeah. anything like a good version of any Thanksgiving dish you can think of is my favorite thing. It just mm-hmm. has to be a good version of that. I guess the most reliable thing is just like honey glazed spiral ham. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, but. God, there's so many sides that are just amazing when they're amazing and are probably better than the meat. So, what's your favorite but, side? Uh, you know, I could even do like I get the variation of the Ralph thing, like like rice with gravy. If it's like actually like you know good gravy, homemade yeah. gravy, good yeah. gravy, good yeah. gravy, yeah, yeah. yeah. something yeah. like that. Simple, like you just I, put it all over everything. Yeah, just oh, like, yeah. like yeah. some basic starch. Yeah. That's Slop. just when you're like macaroni and cheese a little bit. You're yeah. like zhuzhing it. Yes, sir. <laughs> you're just making a soup. That's yeah. all you're doing. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're here for the gravy, basically. Is what we're all saying. That's true. What about you, Sarita? Stuffing muffins. What? Okay. I, we like dressing in my house, um, like Ralph, but we always like the crunchy parts around the outside. So, like, are you an inside brownie or an outside brownie? Same thing with dressing. So, I looked at it one day, and I was like, how could it make it all that way? So, I got a little mini muffin tin that I made muffins for my kids, and I make the dressing like I normally do, and I scoop it into the muffin tin, and I bake it that way. And so, it's crispy all the way around. And it's soft on the inside. You put gravy over it. The gravy doesn't penetrate, but it's on top of it. It is the best thing. You'll never eat it another way. What is this magic? Dang, girl. <laughs> what, what time are you eating Thanksgiving uh, Day? Three o'clock. <laughs> yeah. three o'clock. So I wonder, I wonder if you would bring that to our little dinner we're going to do. Would you do that? I would be happy to. Oh, oh yeah. And I'll make homemade gravy. Oh. You got to oh, come. I love the sound of it. Yeah. All right, Holly. How about you? Um, I like to mix my macaroni and cheese and green beans and cream corn together. She does. I've watched her do it. Always. But especially on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's my favorite. So you mix your food. Is anybody in here a non-mixer? Like Rick, it, Rick is a non-mixer. My husband would eat out of that yeah. thing that has the, the yep. partitions with that's the circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's my brother. Don't touch yep. it. Mm-hmm. Don't anything touch. Yeah, I have to. I, I'm OCD, unfortunately, when it comes to my food. I eat the same I eat all of the one yes. thing to the next thing to the next thing. It's all going to the same the, spot, bro. But here's the question. Yeah, but I, I like it to come thing. out multicolored. Here's the, <laughs> <laughs> here's the important question. Do you eat your in order from the least favorite to the most or the most to the least? That's um, very important. It's pretty much I always leave the best for last. That's him. You and my husband wow. are like kindred spirits. Though. Yeah. Except he's funnier. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am married to him. It's honestly probably true. <laughs> What about you, Rick? Favorite side, go. Uh, uh, oh, favorite side. 
<laughs> That's what it well, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There is like stuffing the way that she just described it has just now became my favorite food <laughs> because I like stuffing that is crunchy on the outside. I don't like it when it's like super moist, super, super oh, moist. Did I mention that I do the muffin pans? I uh, grease them with just a little bit of lard. No, yeah. it sounds even better. Mm-hmm. Makes like, it crispy. Stuffing is my favorite. Better double up on the gravy though because we all like But gravy. it's okay. got to be right. Yeah. It's got to be right. Holly's mom makes really good stuffing. and But I... I like it when it's on the outside, the crunchy parts. That's what I like. So I definitely want to try That's that. That's what I we fig- I figured it out, and we would fight over it. And I was like, "Well, how can I make everybody?" And I was like, "Get that muffin yeah. tins." Oh, that's genius! Done. Yes, yes it is. So, do you do you have celery in yours? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> I guess I won't be bringing Was him that a any. Good, ce- good no, old God no, or a bad no. one? Why? Make why a, celery? Why? A it's little a, batch it's a zero without calorie it. food. It's a I'll zero make, calorie. I'll make a little calorie. bit. I'll it's make nasty. a little bit without so, it. <laughs> I'm with Philly. I'm Thank a picky you. eater. Yeah. Well, just celery and. Uh, hey, could you make half the batch with celery so that I could eat half and then let them each have sure. one without? Because I'm going <laughs> to eat the one with celery. We'll, in we'll it. get the I'll eat with celery. My family's celery. Yeah. Celery well, hey, and it's onions. Split right down and, yeah. the middle almost. Celery do you like and celery? onions. Y'all are heathens. Oh, I think we usually do it without, but it's not like. I'm I'm not real passionate either way. It doesn't right, even so have a taste, really. Are we turkey it's, people or like Andy? Are we ham people? Oh, we're ham people, and if you're ham not, people, don't tell you're me. wrong. <laughs> ham, people, <laughs> you're not yeah. ham people, you're wrong. Yeah, it's exactly turkey. Right. Oh yeah, turkey. I like I'm, turkey and ham. I'm more ham. And I'm a dark like meat ham. guy too, but I've got to tell you, the day after toasted bread, lots of mayo, and some white meat, there is not a better sandwich on that's, the earth. I, I that's delicious. Yeah. There's, yeah. Maybe there's a place for turkey in my heart. Well, there you go. Turkey oh, yeah, it's all turkey. My husband smoked yeah. his for like 16 hours last year, and wow. it literally is our favorite. That's delicious. Other than the stuff and muffins, it's the favorite. Turkey's so actually, never, yeah, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, turkey's actually not an easy thing to cook, and, <clears> which <throat> is weird that it's like a traditional feast thing. I guess just because it's I big, did learn if you're going to cook easy. one and you want juicy white meat, you actually cook it upside down. Oh, really? The breast yeah. down, all the juices go to the breast. And then <laughs> at the very end, last 15 minutes, flip it up. And let it brown on top. Yeah. Last year, my... Or wrap it in bacon. I still cook mine in a brown paper bag <laughs> coated in oil. Oh, really? How do yeah. you, wait, in the oven? In the oven. Coated in oil. So it won't Take burn a brown paper bag and you coat it completely in oil. It won't burn and that <gasps> keeps the moisture in. I was in. thinking the turkey was coated in oil. I was like, okay. Now my, I get it. Thank my you. My sister and brother-in-law, for the first time in my life, we deep fried a turkey last year. And I don't care for turkey, but the way that they made that turkey with that Cajun, they did like a Cajun butter injection. infusion injection yeah. and stuff. Dude, Ooh. it was so moist. It was perfect. If you deep fry a sneaker, it'll have some redeeming <laughs> quality. <laughs> Especially it the will. tongue. A, yeah. a Maybe turducken. I could deep fry the stuff. Tur- yes. How about a turducken? Anybody had a turducken? Never had one. I've made one once. Was it good? The the, the turkey was okay. The duck was amazing because it was cooked inside the turkey, and it, the the chick it, it it was. It's hard to get. It's hard to cook a duck and not have it drier. <laughs> they cooked the duck inside the turkey. Yeah, it's a tur- duck inside. Duck inside a turkey. Who said that they don't like the chicken inside a turkey? Like, inside oh, a yeah, yeah. Duck inside a turkey. What did I say? That you don't like to eat food that come out of a turkey's butt. True that. That's why I haven't tried it. <laughs> but a duck came out of a turkey's butt. I didn't butt. try yeah. it. Yeah. Duck. <laughs> I was talking about that. I've never done that. Yeah. yeah. You put duck. it in the so cavity. So you put you take a take a duck. You take a, you take a duck and you put it in a goose and you put a goose inside a turkey. <laughs> that poor turkey and is it like... It doesn't, yeah. By the way, it, it doesn't go in the butt. It goes in the cavity. I know. I know. I know. It's a joke, Hard going to be shoving that up. A, yeah. 
Well, anyway. All right. So last thing, last thing, guys. Favorite dessert. Favorite Thanksgiving dessert oh, that you have. Easy. All right. What you got, Billy? Pecan pie or pecan or pecan or whatever you pecan. want to call it. Pecan. Yep, yep, yep. Pecan pie. How about you, Cherry? Sweet potato casserole. Oh. That, oh, yeah. For brown dessert? Sugar, so instead pecans. of a side, that's seen as a dessert to you. Oh, oh I would agree with you, Cherry. It is. I it's better than sweet pie. potatoes. Despite oh, being them. a North Carolinian, you what? I, I despise sweet potatoes. Oh, our, really? Our state vegetable, and I love don't them. like it. Well, wow. I grew up in South Carolina, so maybe that's my problem. <laughs> what about you, Ralph? My cheesecake. Your Ooh. cheesecake that I make. It's Is the, it, it's the original of? Philadelphia cream cheese. It's not New York because I don't like that. It is. It is wonderful. I know the recipe by heart. I could give it to you anytime. People call me every year for it. make it and bring it to our, our little dinner? I'll have to bring two of them, but certainly. Okay. Why do you have to bring two? Because they're small? <laughs> for you? No, because everyone's going to like it. Oh, okay. It's, How about you, It's going to go. I'm not a big dessert person. I Before Cherry said it, I was thinking about the sweet potato casserole, even though to me it's a side. Uh, like, I don't really. Funny, the sweet potato really casserole is made with yams, though. Oh. Not, not uh, <laughs> almost everywhere you not go, they're, they're, they're no. orange and My made with yams. My mother makes them with sweet potatoes. Yeah, do you put marshmallows? Are sweet potatoes and yeah. yams the same exact thing? Yes, queen. No, they have they're different. <laughs> the, the the yams are the orange, and the sweet potatoes kind of a yellowish. They're not a lot different though. They they taste very similar. The, there's a, there's the a little bit different. The yams are sweeter, aren't they? <laughs> hey, Bixby. they are, and uh, and most most are of the sweet time, potatoes and yams the same thing. No, one are grown in the uh, Himalayas or something, aren't they? Uh, the sweet orange colored root vegetable that you love so dearly is actually a sweet potato. Yes, all so called yams are sweet potatoes. There you go. Bazinga. Boom. 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 Not yeah, in yeah. my taste buds. They are not the same. <laughs> we're we're going to do a taste test, Cherry. Okay. Name that yam. Bring it, Brad. Name that yam. All right. Uh, so. Back when we had a little garden for a number of years, we had sweet potatoes, and my wife would make a sweet potato pie, and that was really good. Now that is good. Yeah. I used so, to get some from the home. from the we used to call the hood in in San Diego. It's off of Federal and Euclid, and it is like the hood in L.A. And I got to tell you that sweet potato pie that that woman used to make and sell in our grocery store is the best sweet potato pie I've mm. ever had. And if you go to San Diego, you go. F- Go, you go to Federal and Euclid and find you a grocery store, and they sell sweet potato pie, and that woman can make some sweet potato pie. Mm. You know, there's. I had some people in my family, like my grandmother especially. She didn't like dessert, but she would go back and get a helping of some other food, like from like the main course, and that I would be her say dessert. Broccoli casserole. That's my favorite dessert. Is it? I don't. It's a side, but it, to you, it's dessert. I would rather have the side as a dessert but if you're going to force me to pick one i'm going to go with million dollar pie and what is that it's listen guys i'm a, bring it i need you to bring it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to try all these new things it's basically got pecans or walnuts uh whipped cream or cool whip crushed pineapple um sweetened condensed milk nutty ambrosia Kind of, but mm. it's then a pie and you put it in you let it set in the refrigerator and it sets up like a pie Wow. So I, put it, I, I put it in a chocolate Oreo crust because I made it better. You you were saying sweet potato. Oh, yeah. Casserole is your favorite. Oh, yeah. As long as it has the brown sugar and the marshmallows. Mm. Yeah, some people don't put that on theirs. Oh, and the, then I would go for No use eating it then. So up until recently, it's always been pecan pie or pecan or pecan, however you want to say it pecan. for me. Pecan. 
But, and Holly, help me. Is it your mom that makes it or maybe her cousin or somebody? But do you guys remember in elementary school, did anybody grow up in elementary school around here? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Do you guys remember the the yellow cake with chocolate icing they used to make in elementary school? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember how good that was? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was cake. Yeah. It wasn't just like <laughs> regular. Like the way that they made the icing, like it wasn't like store-bought icing. They made their own. Yeah. Really? Yes. Well, you were in Mills River. Right. Yeah. So maybe it was just my school because I went to Fletcher Elementary. Whoever maybe the was rest the, of it tasted bad. Well, so probably the cake a, tasted great. <laughs> well, the ones that they made at school usually is a buttercream. That one wasn't. It was like chocolate, cocoa, and straight up sugar and butter. I mean, that's pretty much all it was, and it was stirred up, right? And I, I don't know who makes it at your family, but they did it like several layers. Who was it that did that? Was it Lisa? Is are you talking about the one that has like these? The like yeah. seven or the eight layers. or ten yeah. layers. That is a great cake. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I don't it's know all what kind of with all yellow icing. with chocolate icing. Oh my god, so it's my favorite. <laughs> that was our groom's cake at our wedding. Ah, uh, yeah, it was really good. That's really my cousin good. Kelly's mm. sister's recipe. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that became my favorite the last time that I had it. It was so good. Yeah, buddy. Well, I guess that finishes up this fun episode. Happy Thanksgiving so to all hungry. of you guys. I'm hungry. I was going to say <laughs> yes. the same thing. I'm, I'm so, so angry. Like on my way over here, I went to Starbucks to get a white chocolate peppermint mocha with an extra shot of peppermint, which is Holly's favorite. And they were closed at 5.30. What? You don't a need to drink coffee after which 5.30? One? Cause Cause the one over on Four Seasons. This is a hurricane? No. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't know. I was very disappointed. It was COVID. But I, what you say? I'm sure. It was COVID. It was COVID. It's COVID. Well, anyway, Billy, Cherry, Ralph, Andy, Sarita, Holly, all of you guys, thanks for reading that today. You know, and, 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 you know, I hope you guys learned something. I know I I did. did. I didn't know any of that, actually. So it was a lot of fun. So, anyway, guys, happy Thanksgiving from the boroughs of Berea. (laughs) We will talk to you next time. Happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you. Hey, all you Burroughs of Berea listeners, I have been getting questioned on how you can help give support to the podcast, which is crazy, Andy. People actually want to give us money. Isn't that neat? I, I was going to say I don't understand it because I thought that might be funny, but but I do understand it and genuinely appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what we want to do, okay? First of all, we're going to tell you how you can help us if you want, but I also want to tell you exactly where the money's going. None of this money is going to be used actually to make any content. We're not going to do that. I'm going to continue to do that. We're just going to keep making content. But what we wanted to do was something weird. We want to put up billboards around the country. We want to have these donkey faces everywhere. Not our faces, but our donkey faces (laughs) put up everywhere to try to get people to come to listen to the podcast. One of the things that I've been hearing from some of the positive stuff has to do with that we're lighthearted and we're reading the scriptures and we're just, we get along, you know, and that's, that's important. It's something that we all need to be able to do. We ought to be able to just read a book and talk about it and not feel like we're going to slaughter each other at the end of the day. Right? So here's all you have to do. If you'll go to www.patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the Burroughs of Berea, and it'll take you to our Patreon page. And you will see we've got like 10, 11, 12, you know, people that give monthly. And each one of those, there are different levels. You can pay $3 and you're a mini borough. You can be 
uh, a Brer Warrior, and that gives 10 bucks or something like that. And it goes all the way up to like 20 bucks. But anybody that wants to give, if you would go to Patreon and do it there, all that money that's going to be accruing there, we're going to be using to put billboards around the country. And so as soon as the first billboard gets up, I'm going to send pictures and show you that they're up. And hopefully we can just get people to come and listen to the show. My favorite idea that I have is on a place that I sat for five hours, which is Interstate 5 in Los Angeles. It was the worst. God, how much is the billboard there? Uh, I don't know. Because the traffic. It, exactly. You and know so people so would see it. so much traffic. Yeah. And they're going to be like, What's the, what is this all about all these donkeys? You know? <laughs> so help us out. So again, guys, that's what it's for. If you go to www.patreon.com forward slash the boroughs of Berea, Pick a level, help us out. We will be putting out notes. I try to put out some notes, you know, quite often. Uh, we've also, you can go to burrowsabria.com and you can sign up for our newsletter and we'll keep you guys updated as we accrue. Once we get to that level, it's probably $5,000 for a week or maybe 20000 for a month in LA. I don't know, whatever it yeah. is, but I want to see that happen one day. So guys, That's help fun. us out. Tell other people about us. Share anytime you can. Listen, give us feedback. Um, and we love you guys. It's been so much fun. We look forward to another year. Yeah, thank you. It is really fun. Yeah, very much so. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Do I, Holly? His butt crack? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Come on. <laughs> I think we all we have. have all seen Does Rick's everybody have butt crack. Giving you, you only have everybody to work with him yes. once. Everybody has seen your spouse's butt crack. That's awesome. Yeah. What? I have not been privileged to that. Thank the Lord. Well, come, come do a movie with us. Sharing glasses now? Yes. Come do a movie with us and you'll see it. It's like an old lady party in here. (laughs) (laughs) What's that make y'all? Why did you just say that out loud? My God. What did you say? Shut my flipping face hole? Brave man. Face hole before I shut it for you. Shut your pie hole. Wow. I just you have to are say, a bold man, Rick. I have to Can say you see out of those, Jerry? How much um, I have enjoyed this year, honestly. Like this in general? Been, I just, with just, the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I enjoyed March. <laughs> it's because you know, like, of me. I enjoyed my life. It's because of you, right? Yeah. yeah.